uh, it was really great to go back into the booth and to uh, uh, to, to voice the character again and, and to say the lines that Kyle had written from the Shattered Grid comic book. And, and when we did the panel at Power Morphicon, uh, that was the first time that Barbara Goodson and I, uh, we got to do Zordon and Rita in real time and got to really act with one another. And uh, the audience reaction to seeing us do that live and the the subtleties that, that Barbara would bring. the Because in the TV show, Rita was, was really sort of very hokey and over the top and loud. But uh, during the live read, when we were doing the lines and stuff that, that Kyle had written for, for the Shattered Grid book, uh, Barbara really was able to really get into the nuance and the, the real evil of, of Rita. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Three Geeks podcast. John's back. John, it's been <laughs> a year since you've been on this show. Maybe longer. Yeah, it's been forever. It's been a decade. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. It's been a while, though. It's a very different energy when you're with us, John. We get a lot more nice. outrageous, I think. So you're saying crazier. I'm a troublemaker. Yeah. But um, okay. since you're here, John, I have a clip pulled up. And this is just you and I at our stupidest like, I really think that we are just a special blend of dumb. I'm going to play it for the folks. I did last okay. week, but since you're go here, ahead. I want to play it. And I want to just go see what was going through our your mind. Because we I already went over what was going through mine. So here All we right. go. Have you play ever it. played Backgammon? No, I have no idea how to play it. But Backgammon, is that the one with the net and the little weird little thing? No, it's with the game board. It's got like the really sharp triangles and you move oh yeah no. like pieces and it has the container that you shake like they shook that the dice in that container remember so in backgammon you have those containers you have to roll them from the container i don't i don't know what is the game where you use the little thing it's like tennis um you use like the the thing that looks like something from doctor who is that pinochle i don't know what? you don't know it's like tennis it comes with the things you hit it and then it's got it's it's got a little point. It's like usually a rubbery thing, and then some plastic that comes down from it. Mousetrap? Mousetrap? Mousetrap is not like. I don't know what you're like... talking about. What are you talking about? Badminton. <laughs> That's badminton, folks. Well, so we got a comment on that, John. I said, "Wow, that was a walk." And I just, <laughs> I just. I got a question. I know that I wasn't explaining it well either. I totally get my stupidity. But when I say something is like tennis, how do you pull mousetrap? Okay. Well, <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, chime in. I saw that last week too. I, part of me was like, they had to have staged that. It's like, no, nope, that's legitimate, like just utter confusion from both sides. First of all, the thing from Doctor Who, the shuttlecock is what you're thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> right? It took me a second. I'm like, the thing from Doctor Who? <laughs> anyways, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Okay, so they had the containers that they rolled the dice. That's where the bad guys decided who was going to do the murder. So I, I, the only experience I have of that is from backgammon, like seeing it done. Like, I forget. And on TV and movies, you know, backgammon, you roll that way. So... When he didn't know what backgammon was, and then just throws out, it's like tennis. I'm like, tennis? There's a board game like tennis? 
Like, I was trying to think of what board game would be like tennis, because I'm thinking board games, because backgammon is a board game. And so that's why I threw out P-Knuckle. I don't know anything about P-Knuckle. I didn't even know how to spell it, to be honest with you. So I'm glad Justin did that for me. And then when he talks about, because I was thinking if you turn the shuttlecock upside down, you would have like the the, the mousetrap net. And that's the only thing I could think of. And and then when he says badminton, I'm like, what the shit? What? So yeah, that was just a, a very long day for me because we recorded at what nine or nine thirty at night, and yeah. um, like I had just worked like from six something to seven something, and John's like, "We're gonna do this at nine thirty. John had all day to sleep, so I don't know what his excuse was, but my excuse was I was exhausted, and I didn't even know what it was to even know that it was a board game. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that that was that was epically awesome. So we were just each talking to a wall that the I, other one was not really paying attention to. I could, I could definitely tell that John was well rested and you weren't because you were just like, what? No, <laughs> no not that like, like tennis, but not like tennis. And John's like, what? Like mousetrap. <laughs> like there's, there's a, a bell curve of enthusiasm and energy. At least you didn't <laughs> say monopoly, John. Uh, so I will give you that. Oh man. Uh, hey, can I say hello to Sir Sturdy as well, as he's going to be uh, on the PVD cast this uh, week coming up here. Yeah, uh, what's up, Largo and Sturdy? How you guys doing? I get to record with Sturdy here in about nine, 55 minutes, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And we just recorded Matt Talk, so I'm just talking up a storm this, this morning. And okay. Justin and I get to have an experience today. Oh, what a Max at a horror movie? Yeah. We are going with Max to see a horror movie. Not only a horror movie, but one that looks absolutely terrifying, which is Evil Dead Rise. And I am couldn't be happier. I, I might have to go see it again too. because Max will probably be screaming the whole movie, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I wish we could mic Max during the movie, like add a mic to him. Uh, get a GoPro. Capture his. Yeah, but we can't take a camera in there, though. Get like a get like a lapel mic or something to attach to your phone. That's a good idea. Yeah. And record yeah. audio. That's what I do for audio. So yeah, yeah. I don't think we want Max to know we're recording him. That seems invasive. <laughs> yeah. There's there, it sounds like there's a consent issue you gotta work yeah, around. There. That sounds, that sounds <laughs> inappropriate. <clears throat> you just hand Max a piece of paper. He's like, What's this? Just sign it. Just sign yeah. it. Well, can I read no no no, don't read, just sign. Just sign. Just sign. <laughs> Anyway, it's something to do with the podcast, Max. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You don't have to do any extra work. Just sign the paper, okay? I give permission to use my likeness in all three geeks podcasts. Nil. Yeah. Well, we were talking in our private group yesterday, and I'm just going to get right into this. We were talking about Twitter, and you know, Mike brought up one thing, and I was like, I, "Well, you know, I, the that was for another chat too. I didn't mean to bring that into." The- <laughs> Just he brought up the fact that like all the, the celebrities and so forth that have passed away are getting blue check marks. And I was like, well, you can easily play that off as a tribute. Not that that's what he's doing it for. Because the blue check mark doesn't mean shit now. So yeah. it's not really yeah. that much of a tribute. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get it. And then um he he was taking my issue, what what had me going about Twitter is you know, he's leaving some celebrities with the blue check mark which is making the celebrities mad because it makes them look like they're endorsing the paying for the blue check mark and i was telling mike i said if you told me that elon musk made a bet that he could make twitter worse and somebody's like you can't make that any worse and he's like hold my beer and then 
because there's nothing that he has done with Twitter since he's had it has made the platform any better. Well, here's here's something else that I realized was taking place too is because when 420 rolled around and he was like, okay, everyone who didn't pay for it is is going to just be regular and without the blue check mark and stuff. That's when you realize like, oh, everyone who has paid for it are assholes. <laughs> and so there was a movement going on called Block the Blue where it's like, hey, if you see a blue check mark show up in like a reply and it's clearly someone who's paid for it and clearly someone who is an asshole, you can block them now. So now it makes finding assholes on Twitter easier to block. And I, so I, part of me is thinking Elon's like, let me give the blue check mark back to some of my most vocal critics who are celebrities so that they will perhaps get blocked inadvertently in a wave of block the blue as what it was what it was being called. And then he actually suspended the account block the blue. <laughs> so I, I I will say I, I don't think that everybody that has but that bought a blue check mark is an asshole, but uh, it definitely takes away from what the blue check mark was supposed to symbolize like the person you are talking to is 100 that person that's what the blue check mark yep. was supposed to symbolize and like it made you know professional companies would look upon that like if it's a podcast with a blue check mark they would know that they had some legitimacy and so forth not that podcasts without blue check marks aren't legitimate because we're one of them but um it's just buying a blue check mark kind of defeats the purpose. And I understand if you're if you're a up and coming artist or somebody and you want that blue check mark, that's great. But paying for it takes away the whole point behind it. Because if we can all pay for it, it means nothing. My favorite thing that I saw yesterday was one of these. I guess I'm guessing they're a new blue check mark because they only got like a hundred or so followers anyway. Yet they're blue check mark. So that's a big giveaway. But like. They was like, what, you can't afford $8 a month to do this, but you can afford $8 for a cup of coffee at Starbucks with your name on it? I'm like, you do realize why they put the name on the coffee cup, right? It's to verify it's your cup of coffee. It's not like a status symbol. It's so someone else doesn't take your cup of coffee. Like Again, I get it. Like You want that on your thing, but if everybody has access to it, it's not special anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, especially, and my favorite part is there's this, uh, well, he he is basically a professional shitposter on Twitter, Drill. There was this huge, like, Avengers Endgame style thing going on between him and Elon right now on the platform where he was one of Elon's most vocal critics about his whole handling of the platform. And so all of a sudden, he gets his blue checkmark reinstated on this whole thing. He's like, uh, yeah, that's I didn't pay for that, but it still stays there. So he changed his name. Blue checkmark goes away. Then like a little bit later on, blue checkmark's back there again. Changes his name again. Blue checkmark goes. So it's like this game of tag that's going on. Like they really want him to have that. I guess you could call it now a digital scarlet letter now. And it's just really funny because someone was like, now he should just pose as Exxon Mobile and just start shit posting as Exxon Mobile with a blue checkmark. And does he do be... any? Does he do any of the Bart Simpson stuff, like Amanda Hug and Kiss, or IP Freely, or it's it's a lot of. I mean, his own the description of it is a lot non sequitur type of stuff. Like it's just you know random humor, but then it's also like calling out whenever the platform is messed up, and so like he's got he's got millions of followers, and I guess that's the thing is that um, they were automatically reinstated for uh, accounts that had more than a million followers or things like that. Some of them. It's hmm. like if someone's definitely going in manually and like changing the status for these accounts, 
And so it's it's kind of funny. And like I said in the chat, even though I didn't mean to send it to you guys, and initially it was just like it's a lot of like big loser behavior going on on that on that front. Yeah, you deleted that so fast, which really shows how like much Scott and I hang on to our phones that we saw it and that <laughs> you saw it and responded. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oops, sorry, wrong person." And then I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't know. Oh. I, I saw the response, but I didn't see the actual thing." I was like, "I don't know what we're talking about." Uh, Largo <laughs> says blue check marks reminds him of Doctor Seuss's story about the critters with the stars on their bellies. Okay. I don't even read that yet. Oh, I do no. want to make an announcement real quick before we go any further. I should have said it before. The show's moving. This is our last show at 10 a.m. We are going to be live Saturdays at 7 o'clock. It's our first time not doing Sunday morning since uh, COVID started. Wow, and when we were going to do audio only and I yeah. do live. We had that whole like going off. One week. <laughs> the one week we had of not doing live shows anymore. <laughs> the problem is we could never get ourselves scheduled. So we went back to doing the live <laughs> show. And honestly, it might be, I don't know. Saturday nights have been a good vibe thus far. Like, Yeah. And there's more people available to watch us. Like our audience was a lot bigger on the few test shows we did for Saturday night. So I'm excited. And guests, it should be easier to get guests for the uh, Saturday night show if we ever want to go that route. So I can't wait. It's going to be fun. A lot more energy, I promise you guys, than some of the morning shows that we do. But um, yeah, so yeah, Twitter. I swear to God, I swear it's a it's a dare. Like it has to, like I uh, I I know that it's, it's not. That I know a, that it's he's not. A bad businessman. I he's I know that it's not. I really do. But it just <laughs> seems like somebody like just trying to make Twitter worse. Like Twitter was already accessible, and now it's even more of accessible. Yep. Yep. It's literally my least favorite social media thing. I don't I, I have a Twitter, I think, to enter like um random giveaways, like if they require a Twitter, but that's the mm. most I use for, of Twitter. Like yeah, at this point, it, like the only thing I use it for is just distributing video stuff, like networking. Mm -hmm. And I'll like some stuff, but it's like people that I've followed for a while, like people who I know yeah. the content is good stuff and things like that. So but like I just yeah, yeah. people are so mean there i just it, it brings me down every time i get into like a thread I'm like, I, I shouldn't be here i've i've become a lot more i will say over the past month and a half or so i've become a lot more adept at spotting like shorthand for some pretty radical like let's say ultra uber zealous uh stuff like shorthand like certain numbers that show up in a profile or certain colors i'm kind of like Okay, cool. I know what that is now. Block. Mm. So it, I'm cool. definitely got more adept at cleaning out my timeline a little bit more. So yeah, that's fair. Justin, did you watch Once and Always? No, I'm sorry. You asked me to, but I, dude, I was up all night with that stupid brisket they wouldn't cook. I was just like, <laughs> I was just staring at it. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I watched it. Did you? Yeah. Okay, cool. I want to talk about it. Um, I do want to address the critics before we get into this review, and that is, like, if you watched it and you're complaining that it looks like the, it, it is 100% the 1993 show. Like, they did nothing to change it at all. It is the same, and I'm glad that it's the same. It's in high definition, and they have better cameras. That's the only thing that's changed. Everything <laughs> else is just as cheesy as you remember it. Yes. The one thing I will give this 
it is um, the best, and it's still not great, but it's the best Power Rangers has ever done to try to explain continuity. <laughs> like, you know, Alf or Zor, um, Billy accidentally unleashes evil Rita and she takes over Alpha 8. So he has to bring the original team back together to stop Rita. Like, that's the best definition Power Rangers has ever given us for why these things happen. Because they've also, done a lot. Has it been established that the past Power Rangers just hang on to their powers for the rest of their lives since, you know, all these people are in their 40s or 50s? Uh, Billy made a reference to, you know, re-harnessing the powers. Because I thought and the whole thing was they kept passing along the powers yeah. to uh, new people or something. Yeah, and he said he remade the Zords and stuff. Okay. Like, there's That's some fine. there's some offhand comments about it. And like I said, it's it the works. first time they've ever addressed, like, continuity at all in this thing. So uh, kudos for them for giving it a try. But this is just, before we get into the review, I'm just going to share the... You guys are in for a treat. And that's her, the one you, the what's his name was talking about in the yeah. intro. Yeah. And she, the the lady who played, the girl who plays Trini's daughter, she's the best actress on the show. She may be the best actress I've ever seen in a Power Rangers anything. Like, she was pretty solid, I thought. Like, Billy pretty much looks the same. And Zach looks younger than he did on yeah, the original he, television. He looks incredible for this being, what, 20 years later? Yeah. I was impressed that Steve Cardenas could still do that, like, spin kick. I mean, so I wonder if in it, shape, I imagine, wouldn't be too hard to do. That and if you're getting paid to do it. Yes, the Zords look a little bit CG in this, too. Uh, yeah, the they also ran out of the old footage to use, probably, or they don't have the access to it anymore. No, no, they've ran out of that a while ago. Everything's new now for Power Rangers. Yeah, but um, action hero. Yeah, let's go to the last action hero. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> if you like the original series, I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, I don't. It's short. It's only like 40 minutes long. So I'm curious, Jason, for you, since I know you're a JDF fan, what do you think of the explanation as to why JDF and, or at least their characters were out of commission? Um. Okay, so <clears throat> to clear up a rumor on the internet, this was shot long before Jason David Frank died. He was filming something else, so he yeah. couldn't be a part of this. Uh, I, thought, also, they did a, I thought they did a solid job with what they had to work with. What's that? Sorry, I had lag, so I was talking over you. My bad. No, you're fine. I was saying, like, yeah, they get, they did a really solid job with what they had to work with. Okay. You know, certain actors and actresses couldn't make it, so they just kept them in the costume. And they, their characters weren't in it a whole lot anyway. Like they, they did a really good job of writing them out within the episode. And um, I, I thought they did a really good job with what they had. I was really surprised by what it was because it could have been awful. I'm glad they kept it the same. I really am. And I thought David Yost did a great job, and uh, Walter did a great job too. I genuinely like the ending with uh, the song, the song that Amy Joe played, I guess, on an old episode and how they use that as sort of being like the dedication part of the episode. That was yeah, actually pretty well done. I was like, good job. Yeah, if you I don't know, uh, Thori Tran, who played uh, Trini in the original series, died in a car accident in the early 2000s. And then 
Jason David Frank passed a few months ago. And yeah, that her song with clips of them and all of them together was very, very, very well done. Very emotional. And um, I recommend it, guys. Go check it out. I don't know if they're going to do more with this. They definitely left it open to do more. And um, I would watch it. So I'm curious to know what you think. That's what's most important. Mike, what did you think? Um, I thought it was good. Like, yeah, I wasn't one of those people like, this looks really, really cheesy. I mean, I'm, I was like, this looks cheesy. But like, the show itself was cheesy back then. So it's like, what are we complaining about? I, again, you're more of a Power Rangers fan than I was, but I definitely watched episodes when I was younger. And, I, you know, through this uh, podcast, you know, I know a little bit more about people like Amy Joe Johnson and Jason David Frank and so forth. But it was fun. I thought it was well handled. I appreciated that they let serious moments be serious. It might be a little bit of a 180 than when you suddenly get into, like, fighting uh, those putty people in the gray spandex, but... You know, when they had to do, like, some serious drama stuff, because it is about, like, oh, my God, one of these characters was killed. In... Like, literally killed in the episode. Yeah, killed in action. It's like, oh, they, they're handling it pretty well for something that's originally a kid's show. So. Yeah, Larger, I agree. It was a pleasant surprise, 100%. And then he also wrote, life is hectic enough without bothering with Twitter. I can barely <laughs> keep up with all the other social medias beeping endlessly. No, absolutely. But, no, I yeah, I agree with everything you just said, Mike. And, um I was curious if you would like it because, like you said, you weren't Power Rangers fan growing up, really. And uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. And you're right. The serious moments played very, very well. And I liked the end when they were literally making fun of some of the creatures they had encountered in the past. Like they were talking about the um, turtle with the um, traffic signal in its back. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cracking jokes. Like, yeah, I, I dug that a lot. So it's fun, guys. Check it out. John, don't check it out because I don't think you'll enjoy it. But uh, I'm 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 not a Power Rangers guy, so I probably you know would not enjoy it as much as you all. John, don't do it. now. Hogan's <laughs> heroes once and always. You're all for <laughs> all Green Acres. Green Acres. Green Acres. It's the place for John. Hardcastle <laughs> McCoy. <laughs> I just feel like you need like a walker. If we're gonna talk this badly about like how old John is, we just need him to like roll up with. Well, you noticed last night nobody wanted to hear about the old um, uh, Western movies I've been watching. Like when I threw That's that out, true. There, everybody's yeah, like, "We ended that talk real quick." Hey, uh, so uh, the brisket, how's it coming? You know, what's yeah. uh, what's the old Western movies? I, I missed this combo. What are we talking? Um, it was at my house. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mike, I got I kind of went down a, a rabbit hole uh, because I found I get a cat a, a catalog from Kino Lorber in their sister okay. publication, right? Uh, cinema, what's it called? Cinema Classics, I think. And oftentimes, if I find a, a a movie in there that I'm like, that sounds interesting, I'll see if it's streaming. And there was a Lee Marvin uh, flick called uh, The Great Scout and Cat House Thursday from 1976, and I was like, this sounds interesting. And so it stars. Uh, it stars Robert Culp, uh, Lee Marvin, uh, Oliver Reed, and it's it, it's a it was it was fun. It, it's a comedy, you know. It made me chuckle here and there. It didn't make me like laugh out loud like I didn't understand what badminton was. But anyways, um, mousetrap. So, 
Oh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so so I enjoyed that, and then and then I ended up watching a old Randolph Scott film from '53 or '54, uh, The Stranger Wore a Gun, and it also has a very young Lee Marvin, a very young Ernest Borgnine. And uh, it was enjoyable. Nice. I like that one a lot better than the first one. So cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, I'm all for like old school John Fordish style epics like that, or yeah. even like you said, some chintzy stuff. Yeah, like one of these days we'll do a watch along with Paint Your Wagon, and we'll be all set. Okay, I, I did check out this other uh, movie that was uh, my girlfriend had said, "Can we watch this movie on Tubi?" And so, Mike, I was like, okay, cool. And it's called Priceless. And the movie, it was rated PG-13. So I'm like, okay, it'll be all right, you know. And uh, so I have to give credit to this to this film company. So the story is, guy, down on his luck, takes a job, driving a, uh, a box truck from one city to another, you know. Yes, Jimmy Stewart, uh, Cheyenne Social Club, Largo, best western comedy ever hands down love it uh but anyways i digress back to priceless um so so basically don't look in the back of the van and of course the 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 main character does and he finds there's two um um, hispanic women being trafficked right and i'm like oh okay this is this is gonna get good interesting you know and so you go and the, the the hero ends up you know beating up one of the goons and takes his gun and i and i just quipped oh it's on now it's on now and uh, my girlfriend goes, what are you, what are you talking about? And I was like, it's on. He's got a gun now. People are going to get shot. Yeah, okay. John's all about shooting. Well, I like <laughs> a little, I like a little Punisher. You know me. I like the Punisher. So I'm like, yeah, this is, so my girlfriend goes, you, you do realize that this production company makes faith-based films, right? And I'm like, what? What? There's been, there's been no preachy. There's been no Jesus. And, and, and. Really, that's a heavy topic for for a church to handle, human trafficking. I was like, huh, well, got to say, the movie actually is not bad, but the last the last about five, six, seven minutes, that's when you get your preachiness. What so, what, what year did this come out? Uh, 2017, okay, 2018. So yeah, and this was on a two, you said this is on Tubi? Yeah. Okay. One of the guest stars with David Koechner. Cool. Was he... <laughs> was he What's his name? Was he uh, from the from Anchorman? Yeah, no, he was not. He was the miss, he was the a Mr. Sant, a Mr. Musk. He was the uh, he was like the sidekick helping the hero, you know, break up the, the 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 pimps and the hustlers and whatnot. So, but hey, for I like for I've seen minutes, a lot of those movies, but um, I've heard they've gotten a lot better in quality as far as that goes. It was really quality. I got to give it credit. Like I said, I I was like I was completely blown away that it was because I just assumed that from the get go you were going to get opening credits and then you're going to get hey let's let me tell you about Jesus and this parable of Jesus and and the story we're going to tell you and I sure as hell didn't think that we were going to see human trafficking because I'm like okay don't worry folks we're not going to dive into this subject so anybody that's getting nervous or uncomfortable that we're going to jump into religion we're not okay oh oh i thought you were talking about you and trafficking trafficking. i was like like, wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a short justin right there yeah yeah (laughs) trafficking makes up yeah. I'm trying to fit my breakfast into the <laughs> to my morning of recording. Your, your breakfast is a drink? A smoothie. 
A oh. smoothie. Is it a brisket smoothie? No. Oh, God. Oh. No. <laughs> but um, Justin invited us all over for briskets later, which means he's going to serve us raw onions. Listen. Okay. If you've ever, if anyone on this call has ever smoked something, you've done it more than I have. <laughs> Uh, I tried to do it yesterday. Actually, (laughs) as a matter of fact, uh, until seven years ago, I quit smoking cigarettes. So (laughs) I used to smoke those. (laughs) Your lungs are very well seasoned. Um... No, we were giving Justin shit last night because he invited us over for brisket. And, you know, rightfully so. It was just wasn't ready. And Justin was very gracious. He made us hamburgers and hot dogs and so forth. But we were joking with Justin that one day he's going to invite us over for, like, a pork roast. And then he's going to serve us, like, hot dogs instead. I mean, yeah. Justin, when you said your lungs are seasoned, I was like, huh, says Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm, Jason, your lungs are so well seasoned. Mm, oh, God. Mm. This, is, this is what happens when we bring John on. We have a completely different <laughs> well, don't worry. We're not talking about human trafficking, at least. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring it back. Let's get on topic, folks. <laughs> human trafficking is bad. Smoking meats is fine. Mm. Smoking cigarettes, not so good either. Not so good. Quit seven no. years ago. Proud of Some, smoking cigarettes is somewhere in between those two. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's appropriate that we're moving to Saturdays. <laughs> if, if you guys are watching along, send us in your questions and comments, please. We'd love to. Uh, Just don't ask engage. me about smoking, as obviously I don't know what the hell I'm doing. All right, and no religion. Don't ask any religious questions. No, but John will review your faith-based movie for you. Yeah, I will. There you go. I mean, hey, Priceless was better than the whale. So that's a hot topic, I think. That's a hot hot take. Uh, I'll trust John's opinion on this because I hated the whale. So, (laughs) you know what? Honestly, my my girlfriend hated it too. I thought it was like mediocre at best. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say. I think I said it on here at one point. I'm like, good for Brendan Fraser. I mm-hmm. hope he gets, you know, springboarded into way better stuff because of this movie. Like, I totally get that. And, and Sa- Sadie Sink was fantastic as yeah. being a complete, utterly hateful teenager. Yeah. 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 I was like, I hope you fall down those stairs leading from his I was like, apartment. Is this the person you wish death on? Because I think yesterday I stopped very abruptly when you're like, I wish that person would die. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. She's not she's, person. She's yeah. a super villain level of like mean in this movie. Yeah. But uh, I mean, part of my whole, my whole thing, too, it, not only about like, I like Brendan Fraser just fine. He does a great job in it. But yeah, there's something to be said about the, the fat phobic center of the whole story overall yeah but also like i i'm like oh yeah the playwright definitely wrote this screenplay because it feels like a stage play in here and i cannot know that like can can i ask real quick mike were you thrown yeah. off by the setting because here here the whole time i'm watching it's it, like, apartment yeah 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 but 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 i meant like they show you those exteriors and you're like oh it looks like kind of a crummy apartment but then inside it's like vast it's huge <laughs> it's very very like ornate and everything no, like, you gotta fit a camera crew in there the no the uh this the setup didn't bother me too much like the the logic of like oh how can all this be suddenly you know in the space or whatever yeah. it didn't really throw me too much because i'm like i'm sure you know it's all it's a pretty big one floor sure like it doesn't seem like he's you know packed in with a bunch of other people 
from the looks of things because it's a very isolating type of film to begin with. So that mm-hmm. worked for me. I was upset that we did see the pizza guy. Like I was like, I was rooting for the pizza guy or the delivery guy to be the one nice person in this whole movie. And then all of a sudden he's just like, Oh, and I'm like, yeah. you're an asshole too. What? The- yeah. I hate this movie. <laughs> like yeah. it was just, let's beat up. Let's beat up on the one character for two hours. And I'm, not typically a fan of those but it's beat up on the one character for two hours, but he I've, takes it all in good charm and stride. I fear, or I, I felt like you could just watch one episode of My 600 Pound Life and then like get the same like feeling and emotion out of it than, you know, than watching this 90 minute film. Yep. Yeah. But there's the, the whole end- seasons. So really, you're saving time by watching The Whale. I will say the, the ending. I got to love the ending, though, because it created, and this is what I still use Twitter for, is just random weird shit, is that it did create a fun little meme where people were being like, if this movie had an ending like it was made in 2007, where basically it ends to like Linkin Park's What I've Done from the Transformers movie, and it does that for the whale, where he like, fade to white, what I've done! I'm like... That just made me, I was dying laughing when I saw that clip. But yeah, it's, other than that, I don't think the whale's worth it. So nope. <laughs> I might check out Priceless and I might tune out the last like 20 minutes or so of preaching, but sure. Well, the, the story, and I, I did not know the story, that the the there's a family that of like seven kids and they have like one, three of the kids are in a band called Of Country and King. I think, or of King of Country, something like that. They're like oh, a gospel. Not, yeah, I think I've heard of. And and then yeah. and then like a couple of the kids have a production company, and that's who that's where this movie came from. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know anything about them. I'm like, oh, okay, whatevs, you know. They're 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 like in the uh, pure flicks, Kevin Sorbo pipeline of movie kind making, of probably. yes, okay, yeah, kind of. But again, it wasn't bad. I, I was like, well, okay, you know, mm-hmm. surprised me. My question, what our audience wants to know, is, Mike, are you caught up on Picard? Yes. Well, how was it? How was the finale and everything? I think it was good. Very good. I was about to say, he's about to say fine. I, I want to do no, the no, of Mike saying just fine. <laughs> I, 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 I was invested in this whole season pretty well. I think they were able to handle the fan servicey stuff a lot better than they had in previous seasons. And also... Whenever it was like a Easter egg or a fan servicey thing, it wasn't like a extremely annoying like get it, get it. Like it actually fed into the characters and the story pretty well. It informed us more about where the characters were, you know, at this time. But um no, I thought it ended on a on a really good, well rounded note for the next generation crew. Uh the reveal of what was actually going on. It's pretty predictable, but again, this is a next generation. Hey, John, it's a Whoops. next generation. <laughs> My bad. I'm trying to leave. And the old zoom in. <laughs> Action shot. Just you squinting at the screen. <laughs> There's another short for you, Justin. Sorry. I mean, my bad. I was trying to leave. I got to go. And I was pressed the wrong button. You weren't even going to say goodbye, you jerk. All right. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> this is perfect. Goodbye, y'all. See you. See you. Uh-huh. See you. Hey, live long, you live long and prosper. Yeah, see you, buddy. So, I guess for the final shot, like when they were all playing poker, 
the uh, director, I believe, he said that he just filmed them playing cards for real. For yeah, like that was uh, that's clearly just them goofing around as castmates and friends. So you did watch the whole season? No, I haven't. I just saw that. I'm going to binge it this week because Scott wants to talk to me about it. Okay. I'm well, curious to get his thoughts, but I've heard nothing but good things about this season. The the reveal of what's going on, like I said, it some people might find it underwhelming because it 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 is territory that has been explored before in not just the show but the movies that the crew's a part of. But I'm also like, well, that makes sense. It's about it's been a long standing part of the next generation like legacy and mythos to have this reveal. So sure, I was along for the ride on it, and yeah, it got emotionally invested because. These are characters you grew up watching, so everybody's hashtagging Star Trek Legacy because I guess they set up a spinoff with Seven and uh, some of the other cast members. So we'll see. I I'm hearing a lot of good things about it, and um, you know, Strange New Worlds is doing really well. I'm hearing a lot of good things about that. I've seen part of the season one. I'm still watching it, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm excited for Star Trek. I'm glad more people are jumping on board now. So we'll see what happens. I'm not at all caught up on The Mandalorian yet. Justin isn't either, but I promise we'll get that done this week. Every time I go to sit I down no and watch... My time. Every time I sit down <laughs> to watch The Mandalorian, the freaking Disney Plus app doesn't work. So I can't watch it. So instead, me and the, my son are watching um, South Park. Lots and lots of South Park. And I've got to say that they have had some really good episodes. I don't know when the show became so serialized, but we're watching the whole Mr. Garrison as Donald Trump run right now. It's season 20. and Oh, I see. You're, you're, you're going back through the catalog. Okay. Yeah, we're like, catching up. But, uh, I feel they like did... they've been serialized for like a decade. Sorry yeah. They... Over here, but I feel like it's been a while. It's well, like while. the 10-episode run will have stuff that carries over. Like, yeah, like you said, the Donald Trump, Mr. Garrison parallel. And uh, Cartman's girlfriend, I know, is was a constant yeah. through lines to it through a certain season. So, I... That was a storyline I didn't really enjoy. Cartman's girlfriend. I mean, yeah, because yeah, it's Car- it's Cartman centric, and he's awful. So yeah, yeah. he's just the worst. <laughs> I don't know. I'm enjoying it, though. but um, there's one episode in particular that I really, really dug because I thought it was really well done. And you know, they have all those years, and they really, really poke fun at the audience, even though we know that that wasn't actually the case. But it, it's revealed that Token's real name is actually Tolkien, and uh, the whole episode is just them playing on the fact. Like, I can't believe you thought that this black family would name their son token and there's a lot of looking at the camera saying if you thought it was token this whole time you're racist <laughs> which i thought was really funny so um south park they some good episodes this season too we're waiting for more to pile up but i i've really dug south park like i'm really into it again i i've not been into it in a long time but serialization really works for the show i gotta say you missed a, like a, you said Disney Plus is always down. I was trying to work in a Disney negative, you know? I Bad do jokes. have a, a slight Disney negative. It's my first, like, <gasps> it's my first MCU, like, hot take. It's, oh, here we go. The Guardians of the Galaxy apparently has MCU's first F bomb. And I hate the fact that that is news. Like, it's really bothering me that that's news. Watch your profanity. Like, let's just let the movie come out and just let it come out. But to me, it feels like and I've liked the MCU. I liked Ant-Man. It feels to me like they are promoting the F-bomb in Guardians of the Galaxy to it, to help get more people into the theater because of Ant-Man. And it's like, I don't think you need to stoop to that. 
Like, who cares if there's an F-bomb in Guardians of the Galaxy? Is that going to make anybody want to see it more? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, hopefully I guess not. We live, in the, yeah. we live in the age of buying blue check marks on Twitter, so anything's possible. But I just – I don't like that marketing at all. I don't think they didn't need to do that. Yeah, well, I think they're scrambling, to your point, after Ant-Man didn't do so hot. So I think they're just trying to figure it out. But I don't know. Which, again, I, I don't know how much – Oh, it's me, Sturdy. Sorry. Yeah, if you hate it, it's me. If you love it, also me. (laughs) Yeah, Justin, Max and I were giving him shit last week because he kept missing the cues to drop the sound bites. I'm busy. And you also said the S word, so enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've been off it for a while now, too, so it's just... I've not been good with it. I mean, I have it up. Like, this is Max's demonetization clock and keep running because he's not on here. So we're all good. I know forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> but he, I mean, he wants the name change to just demonetization clock. But let's be honest, he's mostly the person that demonetizes our thing. Jason sure. just did it, but whatever. Like, I mean, no, I'm, Max. Yeah, I don't think those words, though, necessarily are the ones that <laughs> score you the demonetization. Thanks, yeah. Well, you were saying like this. Yeah, I don't know how much they would need to lean into stuff like that because it's a Guardians movie and those typically do really, really well anyways. And also it's going to be the last one in this particular trilogy of uh, or in this particular series of Guardians movies. So they are definitely leaning into the idea that Rocket's going to die. Like a lot of stuff seems to be leaning into the which I'm like. If that still happens, fine, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's all a bait and switch for some reason or something like that. Because one thing, again, and here we're getting into my MCU harping, is no one stays dead. So <laughs> they'll find Iron Man's dead. He'll come back with the monies, right? Oh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. would love those dump trucks, I'm sure. He has not yeah. had very success <laughs> since Iron Man. Um, I just like Scar- the sentence. Scarlett Johansson definitely said, she's like, I'm, I'm done. Like, did what I had to do with that story and that character. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I firmly believe she's done just because of that lawsuit, right? I don't think you're going to go back to the mouse after that. Yeah. That she's like, uh, guys, oh, guys, don't truck some money, speak. <laughs> I'm, more, I'm not sure Disney wants to give her the money, right? Yeah. It was more if, of like on the if, Disney side. Not if she gets I, money, she'll be back. What I loved about that article dropping again on the hell site that's Twitter is then you see a bunch of these <laughs> new blue check marks be like, well, good riddance. What has she ever done that's worthwhile outside of these movies? I'm like, you're talking about like an Academy Award nominated actress yeah, who like does a whole bunch of different stuff throughout Under the years. Under the skin, like, yeah. um, her story, her, yeah. yeah, Hail Caesar. It's like, <laughs> yeah, she's gonna, the, she's gonna be we fun. bought a zoo, which is a classic. My daughter and I love. We bought a zoo. It's got uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. And, yeah. If you have to preface the fact that you like it, maybe it's not that good. <laughs> no, no, it was not. It was not like it was not critically received or anything. Yeah, that, I mean, I do remember that it became sort of a punchline just based on the title alone. Yeah, but from what I've heard from people, it's like it's okay. It's fine. I'm glad you like it. I, I'm not sure I've ever actually finished it. Like it just doesn't hold my attention too much. That's fair, man. I'm glad you like it, though. Thank you. I'm glad that you are glad I liked it. There was not a lot of news, like, geek-wise. The fact that we've made it 43 minutes without, like, anything to really talk about is a testament. It's because we're friends and we're just chit-chatting. We're we're just shooting the breeze right now. Yeah. Um, Barry started, so I'm excited about Barry. I need to get caught up. I love that show. I just not... 
there there are some people like news outlets or some online critics who are kind of like uh it's it's a steep decline for Barry because now it's all serious and I'm like no it's still got some funny silly moments in it <laughs> it's just that now well they're also like how did Barry go from being a, a quirky killer to being thoroughly unlikable I'm like have you not been watching the show? Barry's not the hero. Barry's not meant to be a hero. Yeah, he's a villain for sure. He's a villain. Like this yeah. has all been there. And it's just, guess what? As things get progressively more complex for a character, it can turn worse for the character and the people around them. So yes, it's an intentional like decline in terms. It's like the breaking bad model of character development. Exactly. You know? Like yeah. I'm surprised they're not like, oh, why can't he stay as pure and pristine as Walter White did? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I'm loving it though because Bill Hader he's directed all the episodes this season apparently. Oh, that's awesome. They all look. The first two I've seen look amazing. Yeah, I like going, Bill Hader a lot. Going into this week, I was I'm behind on two of my favorite shows, which was Barry and Mrs. Maisel. I am caught up on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and that show is fantastic. I love its dive into the world of stand-up comedy, especially in the '50s. And um, I need to catch up on Barry now. Because Barry is great. The episode where the little girl beats the crap out of him is one of my favorite episodes of television. Yeah. Oh, the, the ninja girl? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so good. I think I watched it four times in a row. I loved it so much. <laughs> kind of a tangent here, but uh, because Henry Winkler's in Barry, um, I started watching Arrested Development, like a serious like sit down from the beginning. I'm going to watch this show nice. on Netflix. And Have you never seen it? I'm, I've seen a couple of episodes here, but I never had the full context, so I, I never tuned in as a regular viewer for it. So I started from season one, and I'm almost done with season one, and I'm just like, I like this. I like this show a lot. Dude, the first three seasons are the tightest three seasons of television, I think, because there are jokes that are set up in season one that pay off in season three. Like, so much so. I was on the camp, like, give us more, give us more, give us more. And we got seasons four and five, and they're still funny. It's still Arrested Development, but it's just sure. not the writing is not as tight as those first three seasons are. Those first three seasons are brilliant. They tie Good. together so well, and the jokes and the payoffs. Henry Winkler is fantastic. I can't yeah. believe Barry I like him as first Emmy. Like I think he should have won for Arrested Development. Yeah, no, it's he's really he's really good in that. I also like uh, what's her name. I mean Jessica Walter, of course. Like she's phenomenal as Lucille and. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching more. Um, the show, the only thing that I never really, I mean, obviously you're just kind of inherently like, why is this a through line is the cousin thing. I'm like, stop this, <laughs> like, please. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure there's a comedic payoff long-term with it. I don't know yet, but I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, I found that. that funny. Like I, I did, but, um, I get it. Like, but there's the only two like people they really see. So, yeah, no, I love that show so much. I love Tobias, and I love Job. They're so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good Man, show. Even Ron Howard as a narrator is brilliant. Oh, yeah. No, no, Ron Howard as a narrator is really fun. Just, my favorite part so far has been the uh, speech, speech at the anniversary celebration thing. Where just out of nowhere, Job's like, speech 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 and no one is taking the baton and running with it so everyone just starts chanting speech at each other <laughs> like it just cracks me up every time yeah i was thinking about doing a rewatch of that there's just so much to watch that i don't know if i can i haven't watched all of season five either i'm kind of leaving it there so i still have it but i need to jump on it jump on you? it 
What about you, Justin? You read any comic books lately? You've kind of got yeah, away. I'm not done. I'm not done diddly. I've been very busy with other stuff, but unfortunately, I'll, I'll try to get caught up for our Saturday evening jaunt into streaming. But um, I have not. Sorry. Oh, you're yeah. fine. Well, folks, we are live Saturdays at 7 p.m. starting next week, and oh, before before we wrap up. I've been watching Married with Children, a lot of Married with Children. Like, I'm on season <laughs> five. I freaking love that show. Like, it is an equal opportunity offender. Peggy says just as bad things to Al as Al says to her. And what fascinates me about that show is how much that family, like, loves each other when it comes down to it. Like, they will mess with each other all day, but if somebody on the outside touches one person in that family, they all jump on them, and I really like that part of the show, but I just, I can't I can't get over how, like, great, um, I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. Um, oh, my God, she plays Kelly Bundy. Yeah, Christina Applegate. She is so funny. Yeah. As a ditzy blonde, so funny. Uh, I love that show. I, I've I've only seen handfuls of episodes here and there throughout the years. I sat down for a serious rewatch, and I'm I'm digging it. Huh? Really? Because I, I could have sworn you've been talking about Married with Children, or at I'd least see. Al Bundy for for a while now. So I was, yeah, at I least several. Because we've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think last last week. I, I, saw, I thought you were I like a diehard, but I didn't realize he's it. in it. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. had like 30 or 40 episodes that I would watch over and over again, but that's really all I had seen. And that's Bundy a lot, for Christmas. Yeah, 30 or 40 <laughs> episodes. There's like, <laughs> about 10,000 hours. Well, that I consistently that's the watched. first two seasons is all I had ever really seen, except for It's a Bundy for Christmas. And I watch It's a Bundy for Christmas every Christmas. No, I get it. I mean, that's also that's kind of me with news radio. Like, I'll watch the first two seasons of news radio over and over again. So, yeah, ah, I get it. The Joe, Joe Rogan start to the career, right? The, the birth yeah, of a podcaster. I guess. Man, who would have thought that Al Bundy would be TV's number one dad next to Bill Cosby and the dad from Seventh Heaven? But uh, here we are, folks. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. We appreciate all the support. Go to youtube.com forward slash Mike McGTV. Check out Mike. And I'm going to wrap this up with John's plugs. But before we get into John's plugs, um, follow us on all social media platforms at Three Geeks Podcast. Follow Mike at Mike McGTV. And we'll see we're you not, later. We're not Twitter blue. We're not Twitter blue. <laughs> we're not Twitter blue. We're not paying for it either. See you guys. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's John Orlando from the PVD cast. And I was asked to make a quick video to help celebrate an anniversary. And we'll do that in just a moment. But I think I need to remind you about my great podcast, The PVD Cast. It's available at pvdcast.com or through all of those major podcasting outlets like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio app, Spotify, etc., etc. All you have to do is put PVD Cast in the search bar. Sometimes you have to put my name after it too. I don't know why, but you do sometimes. And you should be able I'm to not find really it. Make you and if you want an even easier way to hear the PVD cast, well, on Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I d- 